Oh, man, do I love soccer, and I love the World Cup, and I love soccer tonight here on ESPN LA 710. Dave Denholm with you for the next hour. I'm flying solo. Hopefully we'll hear from Mike Trudell, who's got other activities going on with his, uh, you know, his work, taking care of business at Summer League. Hopefully Mike will check in. But, man, I want to hear from you, L Tree fan. Two of the biggest games of the tournament took place earlier in the day. We've, we'll talk about the final of the round of 16 games coming up tomorrow. But oh, opening up the morning with Brazil, Mexico, and then Belgium, Japan. I got to tell you, right out of the jump, I want to thank the four nations who played today. I want to say thank you because they did just that. They came out and played football. They went toe-to-toe, back and forth with each other. And, you know, you can look at final scores. There wasn't much difference between the four teams, certainly between the two each who played. Brazil had everything they could handle. Brazil's just good. They deserve to win. They finished a couple of chances. Mexico did not. They, They deserved it. But, again, credit to Mexico. They knew how to play Brazil, get up in their face and play. And the same thing with Japan and Belgium. No names. I'm not going to mention the name. But there was some pundit who said, oh, basically saying that Japan needed to crawl back in a shell. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm kind of saying it in my own way. Right? And he wasn't the only one out of the experts out there. But what do I say? What do I always say about football? Yeah, you might even be the underdog. No doubt. Belgium was a favorite. I'm not going to sit here and tell you otherwise. They're good. Go out and play. See what happens. And you can't tell me if if Japan, who doesn't like to play the style of parking the bus, if they would have went out and parked the bus, you can't tell me they wouldn't have got run over eventually anyway. Go play. You had the 2-0 lead. You lost the 2-0 lead because Belgium are that good. You needed a third goal. Go play. These are grown men. Nobody's going to run you over. I mean, it happens on a rare occasion. Happened to Brazil. Guess what? They've recovered. Just last World Cup. Everything will be okay. You can get beat up every now and again in sports. You, you, you wake up the next day and go to it. And full credit to Brazil, Mexico, Belgium, and Japan. The ball was placed in the center. The referee blew the whistle. And for 90-plus minutes, all four of those teams went at it. It was glorious. Now, we've seen an awful lot of that in this World Cup. So credit to a lot of teams going out and playing. France-Argentina, that game was magnificent. Even the Spain-Russia game. Look, Russia needed to back up because Spain does that to everybody. Portugal was backing away from Spain. So I get it. And Russia comes out with, I mean, just utterly magnificent. 877-710-ESPN, 877 I want to hear from El Trifet. Here's what I take away from it. Look, first of all, kudos to El Tri for going out and playing, right? They're not afraid of anyone. Good. Here's the thing. Mexico didn't even play very well this whole tournament, if you really look at it. They had the nice win against Germany and really kind of got Germany off on the wrong foot. But Mexican, there's a lot of Mexican players that did not perform particularly well. Throughout four games, I'll start naming them. 
Andres Guardado, who I love. I love Guardado. I think he's one of my favorite L Tree players, if I can even say I have one, because of the sports hate I have for them. I've always loved Guardado. Didn't have a good tournament. Hector Herrera, couple of good halves. Didn't have a good tournament. He's very good player. Crucial for L Tree. All right, you're not gonna you're not gonna like what I'm about to say. Chicharito. Did not have a good tournament. He didn't look good. And Chucky Lozano, eh, not good enough. Now, he was getting triple teamed because a lot of people realized he was one of their only weapons. So it wasn't really his fault. But a lot of Mexican players did not perform particularly well. And look what they still, I mean, there wasn't much difference. Right? I mean, Mexico is a top 15 country in the world all the time. That's been proven. They'll always get out of the group. They are good. They didn't play particularly well. Nor did they play particularly well today, and Brazil didn't blow them off of the face of the earth, did they? No. That's how razor razor tight or razor thin these edges are with these teams. Japan went tooth and nail with Belgium. There wasn't much difference. You think Shinji Kagawa couldn't play on the Belgian side? Of course he could. He was magnificent. Best performance I've seen this tournament in a losing effort. Best performance I've seen with a tip of the cap to Cristiano Ronaldo's three goals in one game. But actually, in terms of running the show, Shinji Kagawa was magnificent. You think there's any you think he's afraid of playing Belgium? No. We have to stop looking at all these like this team's going to destroy the have we do we not have enough evidence? It was magnificent. And that's why I want to say full credit to all four teams today. You went out and you stood in front of each other and you threw haymakers. And the last team standing moves on. It was glorious, wasn't it? I mean, that's why I always tell people, look, it's not, I'm not trying to be a jerk on social media. I'm not trying to – I feel bad for people who don't love soccer just based on the last couple of days with all the penalty shootouts we've seen, the brilliance of France and Argentina, that game, Uruguay. I feel sad for people who don't love the beautiful game. Really, you're missing out. It's okay. I'm not going to convince you. I understand that. You don't get it. It's fine. But I feel sad. Because these games have been so amazing. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776, the number to get involved. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at TalkSoccer. We go to the phone lines. First up on Soccer Tonight this evening is Scott in Pasadena. Scott, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up? Uh, thank you, Dave, for taking my call. This I love the World Cup. I just love this. And yesterday's games as well, to see... Denmark and oh. um, and and uh, Croatia and Denmark going at it. Yeah, it was. Awesome. I mean, and to see the side stories of like Casper Schmeichel and then how <laughs> excited he was to see his son Peter just you know stop those goals and then you know it just it was back to back in PKs. I just can't. I was screaming at the television. It was so exciting, Scott. I, I got to tell you, love this. It's so funny you mentioned PK, Scott. These are teams I don't really have any rooting interest in, right? Spain goes to penalties and loses to Russia. Croatia outlasts Denmark in a brilliant penalty kick battle between Subasic and Kasper Schmeichel. I I literally have to turn the sound down 
and kind of have to hit pause during PKs and kind of run it through. I can't take it. And it's not even my team. It's not even the U.S. in it. If the United States, yep. if the United States ever got to like a semifinal or a quarterfinal or heaven forbid a final and was in penalty kick, Scott, I might die. I I agree. I could not. I mean, it's a horrible way to end the game. <laughs> but it's magnificent. Not getting it and then having that excitement at the end, it's unbelievable. It really is, Scott. I love your excitement. Thanks so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. He's absolutely right. Those PKs, I can't even take it, and I don't even really care who wins. You know, right? Yes, sir. I have no rooting interest. Spain, Russia, Croatia, Denmark, not, you know, no particular like, oh, I want this country to win. I just want to see good games. We did. And then we saw incredible penalty kick shootouts. I loved yesterday's games with contrasting styles. The early goals for Denmark and then Croatia immediately, and then they battled for 115 more minutes and couldn't find a way through despite chances. I mean, wow. And those penalties, like I said, I had no rooting interest, and I can't even watch penalty kicks with the sound on. I'm so nervous. No no disrespect to the Fox commentators or whatever. That has nothing to do with it. I'm just so nervous. And they're not even in the U.S. I would die. I might not survive if the U.S. went to penalties late in a World Cup. Like in a, I mean, seriously. I don't know how I would do it. It is just brutal. Like, and aren't there times when you're watching PKs, Mario, when you see a guy start to step up, sometimes you know he's going to miss, right? Don't you get that feeling the more you watch them? Yeah. Now, you don't know it every time. You can guess. And then other times you're like, he's not going to miss, but the keeper is somehow going to save. I can feel it. It yeah. becomes almost tangible after the more you watch soccer. I kind of felt that way when Luka Modric. Missed. Yes. And it in regular time, like that yeah. was in, they could have won the game with that one. Yes, yes. And Modric, yeah, you just kind of felt that it was he wasn't going to make that. True. Well, Schmeichel made a brilliant save, right? So in fairness, the keepers, Subasic, just had some unbelievable saves for Croatia in that penalty kick shootout. He, I mean, that was amazing too. And how about Igor Akinfeev? I was just talking with Travis Rogers, the host of the uh, afternoon show here, about Akinfeev's diving stop with a kick. I mean, that's ridiculous. I can't take those things. That's how much I love the game. I don't even, like I said, I had no interest in which team won or not. I really didn't. Just wanted to see good stuff, and it was freaking me out. And then you watch these games today, and these teams are just absolutely not afraid to play. Loved it. Mike's in Palm Springs. Mike, you're next up here on Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's going on, Mike? What's up, Dave? Love the show. Thank you. Hey, man, three things real quick. Uh one thing you brought up real quick with you just have a gut feeling someone's going to miss that penalty kick. It's the same thing of watching these dudes go up to the free throw line. Yeah. Seconds left, two to tie. You just know they don't want any part of that moment. Man, it's, it's so it's so true. Thing, the weirdest thing, man. You always know. Um, number two, Mexico, El Tree, listen. I told the screener, I said, what's happening to Mexico is ha- happened to the United States, okay? Except for Mexico, it's happening in slow motion. It's a slow motion car wreck. These guys need to blow it up. Get rid of it. Start from the beginning. That's the only way CONCACAF is going to be taken seriously. United States and Mexico have to blow up the programs, start over, and do it right this time. Number three, Belgium and Japan. The second Belgium went down two zip, I said, this game's over. Japan's going to lose because they kept pounding them 
like a hammer on a wooden door. And I said, Japan can't. They're, they're good. They're not scared. They obviously came out to that two-goal lead. And I said, no, Belgium's going to turn it up. And Japan kept getting hit, kept getting hit. Belgium would not let up. And eventually they cracked, man. And I no, give yeah. Japan a lot of credit in the world. But that, that, Belgian, that Belgian squad, bro, they're the real deal. You know what? They absolutely are, Mike. But here's the thing about that Japan, the way they played. Everybody in hindsight says, oh, they're up 2-0. Drop back. That's not how they thrive. You can't. They would have given up three goals anyway. I, I mean that sincerely. You start backing off in the 60th minute and give Belgium 90% of the possession, forget about it. It's over anyway. You had to go get the third goal, which is what I loved about what Japan did. And thank you for the phone call, Mike. That was great stuff. I love that Japan kept going because it's exactly what they needed to. If they had any chance to win, they needed to go get the third goal before Belgium did. And full credit, I even tweeted it out after 2-0. Immediately after, I said, I don't care if this ends 3-2 Belgium. I said, kudos to Japan for coming out and playing instead of just worrying about the better team. And you know what? I hate to bring it up, but it's not too soon. I don't care. Jurgen Klinsmann ought to be ashamed today. Because in 2014, when we played the mighty Belgians in the knockout round, we were afraid to play. And that's all that kept going through my mind. I'm not saying we were going to beat them anyway. You might lose, but Japan lost today. And they lost to a better team. But you know what? You respect them, and they had a chance. The U.S. never really had a chance because we backed away scared. And if there's nothing else we learn from these World Cup games, not being there as a country, right? The U.S. fans I'm talking to now, not L3 or not, you know, we weren't there. If there's nothing else we learn, it's go play. If you lose, you lose. We lost anyway. And we never gave ourselves a chance. Give yourself a chance. It's the only way, A, to win. And more importantly, it's the only way to get better, to give yourself the better opportunities to win. And Japan is well on their way. And shame on the U.S. if we don't learn this lesson once and for all. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter, share the we- or spread the wealth there, tell everybody about this. Soccer Tonight, Dave Denholm and you on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Tonight, Dave Denholm and you hanging out, talking World Cup on ESPN LA 710. And I do want to get back to what Mike said there about... Mexico blowing it up. Now, look, they're at that point in a lot of ways age-wise. You know, with certain players, key Mexican players, it might be time's up. Chicharito eh, didn't have the greatest tournament. A great guy. I mean, great player over the years. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like saying, oh, because of today, you th- nah, it's time to go, right? So L3 has got some really hard thinking to do about their future. But their future is absolutely bright. I'm I'm fully convinced. Guys like Jonathan Gonzalez, Efrain Alvarez with the Galaxy 2, are you kidding me? Go check out the goals that kid scored. I know he's super young, but guess what? By the next World Cup he'll be 20 or right around there. That ain't that ain't young. As we saw Kylian Mbappe do what he did. And lest you think Mexico's Efrain Alvarez, well, you can't compare him to guys like, you can compare him to whoever you want. And I'm not kidding. 
That kid is ridiculous. So, look, Mexico will always have talent coming. The problem with Mexico this time around is too many guys just did not have good tournaments. Hector Herrera didn't have a good tournament. Guardado, no. Miguel Ayun, no way. Now, they had a nice game against Germany, right? Mexico played great. Set them up to get out of the group. But Brazil was just a little too much. Doesn't mean Mexico played terrible against Brazil today. It was fun. They went at it. Missed a couple early chances. Carlos Vela, by the way, was one of the best players on the field. Your LAFC. Our LAFC at ESPN LA 710. Carlos Vela was one of the best players in this tournament. So don't even try to tell me otherwise. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Mike Trudell checking in on his uh, job there. It's a summer league, Mike, and... What a day of football, brother. Those were, I mean, these games have just been unreal. Hey, what's happening, Denholm? I am in the bowels uh, of the arena. I'm here in Sacramento awaiting the Lakers game. And, and look, while all of the NBA world has been going crazy uh, today, I was most pumped this morning uh, watching Brazil-Mexico uh, and then, of course, waiting around for the second game, which is ridiculous. And what, I, I mean, just, it's like every single game yeah. has given us something great. Uh, you know, I, I can't say that I was too shocked uh, by the ultimate results today, but the way that Belgium did it, you know, and you know, Brazil, that was a little more convinced, a little more what I expected, right? I expected kind of Brazil to eventually wear on Mexico and uh, kind of break through, just use all the, the, the ultimately superior uh, talent and such. But, man, uh, Belgium, that was, a, that was sure a barn burner. Mike, and it's what, I, it's what I've been saying all show. I don't know if you agree, but... I give credit to all four teams today because they all went out and just played. They attacked. They weren't afraid. They weren't afraid of the situation of being knocked out. They went out and played. Now, the better teams won. They got the job done, and kudos to them. But it wasn't like Japan was overrun by Belgium by just sticking their noses right up at them. I mean, Shinji Kagawa, Mike, I mean, obviously he plays for Borussia Dortmund. It's not like he plays for a third division club somewhere. That guy was un. Believable today, the best performance I've seen in the tournament, including Cristiano Ronaldo's three goal performance, was Shinji Kagawa today for Japan. They would just, they were incredible as a team. Yeah, I mean, look. So the only the, the counter that I would have for, for best player, at least that I saw today, I thought Willian was incredible. He was good uh, in the second Brazil. half. He was great. He was terrible he in the was first half. Just terrible running darts all around Mexico led to both of their chances to an extent. I would say terrible in the first half. I mean, yeah, he just... really makes it has a bad touch. Uh, but yeah, Kagawa was good. I mean, he's, he's look. It was a big day for Manchester United players. Uh, you know, L- Lukaku has the most beautiful dummy of any I've ever seen. Maybe the most uh, consequential one too, and that it wins the game for Belgium and, and saves them having to go to extra time, which ultimately ended up costing Spain. Who just couldn't get one in, and I'm so pissed about that. By the way, that penalty call that, that didn't happen, uh, that should have happened for Spain in the extra time. But yeah, man, I, back to the Japan thing. I, I, you're totally right. The way that they were willing to chase the game uh, and play, and not just sit in and be cynical, was great. And I think most of the World Cup has been like that. Even Portugal and Uruguay, which is the game I was worried about, the team sitting in, yeah. uh, they didn't. You know, no. they got out and attacked. So it's it's been awesome. There's been just a great collective spirit about it. 
Uh, and we still have two games tomorrow. Oh. I mean, it's, it's just the, the, the gifts keep on coming, man. They really do. You know, and, of course, Mike and I have been doing soccer tonight here. We haven't had, really had a chance to talk about the Croatia, Denmark, Spain, Russia, that, you know, certainly uh, go, both going to penalties. Some of the saves that Subasic made for Croatia, and then Kasper Schmeichel was every bit as equal. Uh, full credit to Russia, too, Mike. Everybody talks about, well, they backed away, Denholm. You, everybody backs away from Spain. Just because of that style, you have to. I mean, Portugal backed away from Spain. They just happened to have Cristiano Ronaldo score three yeah. goals. But full, but what was Gerard Piquet thinking? I mean, we have to we have to call out stupidity or bad play when we see it. That was a bad play. I mean, I'm not going to say it was stupid because it's such in the heat of the moment. But you can't do. It. What is Piquet thinking there? Well, so okay, so the play, of course, you and I argued about red cards on Twitter over it um, already, but the, the player referring to, of course, is, is where they got the penalty. They, they go up in the air, and uh, the Russian striker wins the ball. And you know, to me, like, look, when, when, you're, when you're arm fighting and you're going up to win a ball, sometimes your arms get free. Uh, that's what happened. I don't think that he reached out or anything and tried to hit the ball. I think the ball happened to hit his arm when he just had it, like, up in the air. So I'm, that's the kind of thing that just happens sometimes in soccer. I don't think it was a stupid play because you can't – when you're trying to win a header, you can't, like – also, just focus on keeping your hands tied behind your back. Oh, wait. Now I know what it is. PK once played for Man United. That's where we are. Mike, Mike Trudell with it. Okay. Did, now I understand. Play for Man United. No, dude, dude, like, what do you, I just, did you watch the play? Yes. It wasn't like he reached, reached out and dove for the ball. Mike, that was hideous. He knew what he was doing, and it was so stupid. He didn't know it was, what he was doing. Come on. You think he just thinks he's going to get away with it with VAR? He's just going to, like, el- Look, like, he lost his head. But- it, it wasn't even going to go in. De Gea was right there. I, it just it it, was, it happened to hit his arm. I don't. Oh, that think is ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm going to try to block this goal. All right, let's pretend PK played for Man City, and then let's talk about it like normal human beings here, Mike Trudell. He didn't, he didn't play for Manchester United. Like like I don't know who you're talking about. I know it's been a long time, so no. <laughs> I, yeah, that's basically that's that's my go-to with you at all times, brother. Is uh, yeah, I so. know. I was just well. Look, you you are you are so MLS focused that you're now calling uh, Carlos Vela. You're putting him into the best. Line, oh yeah, he was. Sounds like for the he tournament. was magnificent. By the way, PK did play for Manchester. There. I want to let you know, PK spent a lot of seasons at Man United. By the way, Mike, I'm just telling you, I'm not wrong I mean, about he that. Barely, he barely touched. He didn't. He didn't see the field much, but he spent time there as a kid. So I mean, it's not. I mean, well, that's why you, I figured you loved him for that. But I love Carlos Vela. What he did. In that in that game and really this tournament because we were just talking about it, Mike. Yeah, if you, he's been very good, no question. If you really now start to break it down, there were just too many Mexican players who actually didn't have a good tournament. Too many of them, and you can't overcome that against a team like Brazil. We saw it, we saw it bite them against Sweden, let alone Brazil. It was just too much. They Chicharito had a bad tournament, frankly. Uh, he was Urban, great against Germany. Right? Yeah, they uh, all that's were. Not, that's the problem. Yeah. They all, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't, no doubt. Miguel Ayun was great against Germany. He was, he yeah. was just awful. The rest of the meeting. Andres Guardado, I, I, one of my favorite Mexican, one of my favorite soccer players over the years, was just dreadful the last three games. You know, and it, you can't overcome that in these kind of situations. I just, all I, here's when I come down to it, and I get why Mexican fans are, you know, are disappointed and everything by the result. But like, look, this is this is what basically happens and what should have happened to Mexico. Now, had, had they taken care of a business a little bit better against Sweden or just played better and, and found a way to win the group, and then maybe you know they have a better draw and everything. But I just, I, like, why are we expecting Mexico to just get into the quarterfinals of the World Cup as if it's a birthright? 
Like they're not I agree. As good as no, Brazil. I agree with that. They're just not as good. But here's the thing. When you're a top 15 team in the world, which we cannot argue that, obviously, they've made the top 16 seven straight World Cups. You'd think by accident they would get past. You know, I mean, at some point, it's come on. You know, and it's it's ridiculous yeah, that yeah. Uh, you know. And uh, full credit to a, a few of their players had really good tournaments, but just too many of them just did not. And you know what else, Mike? The thing that bothers me about this Belgium Japan game so much that really ticked me off is I think back to how the U.S. played Belgium just four years ago. We were so afraid, so oh, they, afraid. They smashed us. Oh, it was so bad. It was so ridiculous. I mean. Look, well, we're, you Japan's can, much more technical than okay, we are. Okay, that's you know? fine, like, Mike. You could argue that we were going to get beat anyway. Well, go play. No, not beat. I'm just saying we couldn't we couldn't have kept the ball from them. Like they're the, the thing that's so scary about Belgium. Not only are they super technical with their feet, but then they're massive. Uh, they've got Lukaku, Fellaini, and uh, and you know, Company, um, and Vermeulen. Like on on every set piece, you're just deathly scared that they're going to score against you. And then they can beat you from open play with Eden Hazard or Kevin De Bruyne, two of the greatest creators in the whole world. Yeah. Like, they are... Oh, they're they awesome. They haven't lost in, what, what, 23 matches or something? 18-0-5, I think it is. You know what? They're going to they're gonna have as good a chance to win this sucker in the final eight as anybody. I mean, they certainly do. I don't think there's well, any Whoever wins the that. Brazil game is, is probably the best best team left, right? Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. That is going to be incredible. Well, I guess throw France in there. You know, France is, France is, uh, is certainly, was certainly impressive against Argentina. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number to get involved. He's Mike Trudell. I am Dave Denholm. Mike, can you stick around for a little bit? We'll take some calls next segment with you, or you got to get uh, – it's totally understandable. you got a job to do. I get it, but we'd love to chat with I- you. That's up to you. I, uh, no look, pressure. So I, in, in this case, um, I, 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 I do have to go out and interview Josh Hart. Um, we love you, Mike. Everybody, will, everybody I, understands it's the Lakers. You know that's fine. I will try. I will try to uh, to ask him. Um, now he is a he is a Chelsea fan. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he probably agrees. He probably agrees with me that Willie Ann uh, was, oh, was better, you know, than 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 Carlos Vela and anybody else today. He was w- Willie Ann had a magnificent thirty-seven minutes, no doubt. But uh, oh, stop. Come on, Willian, Willian is. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him play a bad game. And, he, and look, Neymar is the best player in Brazil. They have plenty of other guys that look good. Although Coutinho, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, he was Coutinho a little off today. today. Little off. Yeah, he yeah, wasted yeah. a few chances that really could have. I think Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. If they could have got a very early goal, they could have. You know, oh, Coutinho wasted real, a few. Real quick, my worst call: uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, for the Oof. Jesus for the golden boot. I mean. He's been out. He's been on the field at, set, at in the middle of the goal, and he hasn't even sniffed the other one. He hit the post once. Like I don't know what that was going on with that. I'll he's tell you what. He's not. He is not ready for this level yet. Now that in four years, it's the guy you might have been four years too early with Jesus. He might score ten goals next World Cup. I mean, he's that you know talented. Yeah. But he's he's awesome. He's but he just, just hasn't been there. So I, I I would almost think about starting Firmino against yeah. Uh, oh yeah, against, uh, Belgium. Hundred percent agree. They need that. Actually, they need that. Uh, they need that possession for one thing. I, t- I couldn't agree more with you on that call. Yeah. Mike, uh, enjoy yourself, man, and uh, have fun there with the Lakers. Really appreciate you checking in. It's been great stuff. We'll talk to you soon here on Soccer Tonight, man. Oh, look, look I only I wish that the show was going until midnight so I could <laughs> call you right after the game. And we get <laughs> so to, do we. Uh, answer back and forth. I would love to talk to you again. So do we, brother. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. You bet. Appreciate it. The great Mike Trudell. Appreciate him checking in there as he's doing his uh, job with the Lakers in, uh, what is that, uh, Summer League over, is it Vegas? Or, no, they're up in Sacramento. Yeah, that's right, Sacramento. Holy cow. 
It's a, it is a, it's too early for that for me. It's July for crying I, I don't even know how he can even focus, but that's how good Mike Trudell is. Hey, stick around. 877-710-ESPN. We will be getting right to you on the phone lines at 877-710-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter. I've got a lot of tweets to get to as well at Talk Soccer. This is Soccer Tonight. I am Dave Dunholm and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Thanks so much to the great producer of Soccer Tonight, Mario Rees, for that. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710, the home of world football here in Southern California, the home of LAFC, which is the home of Carlos Vela, who played his butt off for Mexico this World Cup. One of the uh, few L3 players who had a very good World Cup, and there weren't enough of them, but they went out and at least played Mexico. Full credit to them. Full credit to Japan and Belgium for going at each other. Neither one of them played scared. Even when Belgium went down 2-0, Japan knew they needed another one, and Belgium knew they were still in it. It was beautiful. And Japan was every bit as good as Belgium in that game. Just remarkable. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Dennis in Silver Lake. Dennis, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Dave Denholm. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Hey, yeah, so um, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm kind of just gloating and still excited from the game earlier. I kind of want to you know, leave you with my thoughts about, you know, we, we've gone 23 games now without a loss. So you're a big Belgium fan, right? That's where you're uh, coming from, Dennis? I'm actually a Belgian citizen. I may not sound like it oh, cool. for 25 years, but I um, I do watch every game. Once in a while I miss one, but I uh, spend a lot of time, you know, researching, keeping up with everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so Martinez has gone 23 games without losing. The first yep. and only game he lost was against Spain. And he implemented the three-man back line after that. You know, the, the knock on, on Belgium after losing to Wales was that we're too stagnant. Uh, we we look boring going forward with the four-man back line. So that was – everyone was screaming for that. Yeah. Um, and if you have company uh, Vertonghen and Alderweireld, that's three strong center backs. You get them all out there at the same time. Seems like the perfect fit. <clears throat> so, um, you know, we go on qualifying, set the record, tie Germany, most goals ever in a European qualifying looked successful, but people were like, uh, we didn't really beat any big teams, and that's been the knock for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but scoring all those goals, um, you know, it, it, it worked great against Panama, Tunisia, whatever, but I think for Brazil, it's time to kind of make another change and and be a little more conservative and work the counter and, and switch back to the four-man back line. I think uh, he'll take Carrasco out and leave Chadley in. And, um, Boy, Chadley. To the Chadley was amazing today when he came in. He really was. He was. Oh, what a game he had. He was right. I mean, him and Kagawa were just absolutely beautiful to watch for Japan and mm-hmm. for Belgium today. I mean, literally, that you don't get that an awful lot in these kind of high-pressure games. But what a game. I mean, you got to give – Dennis, you had to love this game in the end. But, man, Japan was just so good. <laughs> I was extremely worried. I, I mean, I didn't <laughs> give up hope. I, I definitely – I was still two goals down, half hour to go. I didn't take no. one second. No, you we were you were not out of it. No way. I mean, there's no way. And Dennis, great stuff. I want to hear from you again before this is over here. This tournament, the Belgian fan checking in, and I appreciate that. Omari is in L.A. He's next up on soccer tonight. Welcome, Omari. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good, thank you. Uh, I just want to talk about how great the keepers were today. I was thoroughly impressed, especially in the first match with Ochoa. Been impressed with him the whole tournament, and he delivered again today. 
they couldn't get anything past him except for those two perfect crosses, the yeah. one from Willian and then the one from Neymar. Yeah, I, and Ochoa's, like, Ochoa's one of the all-time greats for Mexico, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. he really is. You're absolutely right. Just, it, it just appeared that if, if he picked it up, if he, got it in, if he got it in his sights before it was a yard on him, it was never getting past him. Yeah. It just felt like that all day. And then um, I, I also wanted to show some love to Courtois for Belgium for that one tricky knuckler of a shot yeah. that sweeped through <laughs> that he got back to. Nice K-Honda, that, yeah. That goal would have been huge. Oh, yeah. it would That would have changed everything. They needed the third one, Omari, and Japan knew. And that would have been the third one right there. Yes. absolutely right. They knew they needed the third one. Even up 2 nothing, they didn't take their foot. I loved it because – they knew they needed it. Don't tell me to go park the bus because Belgium would have somehow Absolutely. scored three anyway. So, I, come yeah. on now, and it, and Japan still went after it, and it's it's it was sort of like poetically just, yeah, because they didn't play not to lose, and yeah. I respect them so much for that. Yes, like we'll they, remember they were that. On the ball, they were on the ball with only thirty seconds left in regulation. And it just so happened that they got countered, and with 15 seconds left, the goal goes in, and that's just how it happened. And how do you play not to lose? And exactly, Omari, because how did they have? How did they lose? They lost with one of the greatest goals you'll ever see scored against them, right? So it was one of the greatest. It was one of the greatest runs to the other end. Yes, Romelu Lukaku on that play was a genius. I mean, an utter to not touch it. To not touch it. Footballing genius, the way he made the run first, and then he, I mean, Omari, thank you for the phone call. That was brilliant stuff. I appreciate it. Omari's right. Romelu Lukaku on that one play alone just showed his footballing genius. He does it all the time with his runs and the way he plays. Don't get me wrong. But what do I always say on Soccer Weekly, guys? All you want to do as defenders and as a team is make your opponent score world-class goals to beat you. If they can do that, then you have to just shake their hand, right? And Japan was upset, and you know what? They were ticked off that they lost because they played great, but they had to just go shake Belgium's hand because it's one of the most beautiful goals you'll ever see with Courtois starting that counterattack. And the way Lukaku makes the run and then lets the ball go, as Omari said, and just so brilliantly. Because every – well, I shouldn't say every. 99.9% of strikers would have tried to blast that thing right through the keeper's gut, right, on that play. Like, there's no way most world-class, certainly no most world-class, but any striker, virtually every striker in the world would have tried to score that, and Lukaku knew better. And that's what makes it even better than a goal, is because he let it slide in. And Chadley played great, but Japan lost to one of the greatest goals you will ever see. Well, okay, but you know what? Japan went out and had a chance. They had a chance to win. Right? Because they truly played well. Sam's in Marietta. We're going to take Sam here on soccer tonight. Thanks so much for waiting. Sam, how are you, buddy? Uh, Fine. Thank you. And uh, thank you for uh, letting me on and speak briefly. Uh, I just want to say to everybody in the United States, uh, and including Mexico, that, uh, you know, we have great teams. But the fact is, uh, in in order for the United States and Mexico to get better, they're going to have to promote teams from Brazil, South America, come to the Gold Cup so that we can increase the caliber of players. And uh, I just want to add, the World Cup is great because it's, this goes to show you that a team that keeps practicing like Russia 
who had lost six previously friendly games. All of a sudden, it's a powerhouse in the World Cup. Yep. That's the way that a lot of teams from Mexico and, and, uh, and uh, Argentina to realize it doesn't matter how good the players are. If you're not playing like a team, if you don't have enough practice and you don't have the right coaching, you're going to lose. And uh, I love the World Cup because Russia is doing great and Germany got kicked out. And uh, look what happened to Argentina. Look what happened to uh, Mexico. It just goes to show you. Yep. Can't get enough. It does. It's, he's exactly right. Sam, thanks for the phone call. It goes to show you that just go out and play. You don't know what – you have no idea what's happening tomorrow in this World Cup. I have no idea. Somebody – you know, everybody's – oh, of course Switzerland and Swe- – of course Switzerland's going to win. Of course England wants to play Colombia. England's way too good. You have no idea what's going to happen, and that is the beauty of it. It's it's been magnificent because Colombia is every bit as good as England and Sweden and Switzerland are every bit as good as each other. Those are going to be unreal games. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. He mentioned the Gold Cup. I have a plan for the Gold Cup. That's like a Soccer Weekly kind of thing though. That'll be coming up on Soccer Weekly later in the week of what they uh what uh, CONCACAF could do with the Gold Cup because I'm tired of too many games that don't really matter in that tournament. Uh, thanks so much for the phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. We roll on here to the top of the hour on ESPN LA 710. Soccer tonight, Dave Denholm and you. ESPN LA 710 had a great tweet from at RaduM27. Uh, he's one of my favorites. He tweets in, the Golden State Warriors have just signed Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> you can talk a little bit about that basketball coming up on Laker Talk with Alan Sliwa Swila- here. Sorry, Alan. Alan Sliwa here in a couple of minutes. I got too excited about the Ronaldo and Messi signings. Alan does a great job with Laker Talk, as you know, each and every week here on ESPN LA 710. He's coming up. Is that a two? That's a two-hour extravaganza, isn't it? Yeah, Alan's got a lot to talk about here tonight, so you want to stick around, and uh, yeah, no doubt about it, there are a lot of things going on in the NBA. There are a ton of things going on in this World Cup. It has been magnificent. Brazil beats Mexico. Belgium sends Japan home in a thriller. It's very rare, frankly, that essentially the final kick of the game wins a soccer match. Right? I mean, it happens. But it's not like field goals winning an NFL game at the buzzer. That happens all the time. It's not even like an NBA three-pointer at the buzzer. That happens an awful lot anymore. It's not like a walk-off home run. That happens enough. you know, To get a goal the way Belgium did, and if essentially the last kick of the match in anger, that does not happen very often. Magnificent. Utterly magnificent game. And two great games, three brilliant performances, and then Mexico really came out and fought, but they just didn't play that well. And that's just the bottom line. Let's get to talk to Mario Rees, the great producer of this show. He also produces Laker Talk coming up with Alan Sliwa. So Mario's obviously going to be sticking around here. Mario, you are an L Tree fan. What oh, happened? Yeah. They they just did not play well today. No. Not at, at not there wasn't one point in the game where I felt we're building something here, we got some rhythm going, not at one point in this game. 
Uh, yeah, really? I, mean, so I thought early they looked good. I mean, uh, well. Yeah, I just don't see that, Dave. I don't see how you could say that. There wasn't any good chances. Maybe Vela maybe had a nice shot on goal that the keeper, you know, flicked over the net. But other than that, there wasn't any, you know, strong chances from the Mexican side. Yeah. Well, I can, I understand. I mean, and look, that's an honest assessment, certainly, from an L Tree fan. And they they went about as far as they could considering Brazil's going to win it, I think. So, yeah. It's just one of those tough things where you didn't you didn't get a different. But let's just say if they would have played Switzerland, Mario, there was no guarantee they were beating Switzerland either. I'm sorry, not the way they played today. Right, right. I mean, but it was a little easier match. You got to say that, other than Brazil. Well, yeah, you'd rather play Switzerland, rather, yeah, I guess. But it's not as though oh, well, they would have easily beaten. No, of course not. That's just a tough. That's the nature of getting to the round of 16, and it's why I, we always talk about all these upsets and craziness because. You don't even know how a, you don't even know how a group's really going to go down, right, Mario? Everybody assumes, well, this team's coming in first, and this team's coming. All it takes is just that little shakeup to totally destroy the brackets, oh, and yeah. then oh, by the way, a Japan gets in there who deserved it clearly, and it just messes every. I mean, oh well, that side's weak. Really, ask Belgium how weak. You know, it just just let these games play out. That's the beauty of it. And I, I've just been having so much fun. Mario, thanks so much. Thanks so much uh, to uh, Steve Paylett as well. Appreciate his support and his uh, work in this show. Uh, too much to get to. Thursday, we're coming back with Soccer Weekly for an hour at 7. And then at 8 o'clock, it's Soccer Tonight. Back on Thursday with two hours. We've got Laker Talk coming up with Alan Sliwa. That is next right here on the home of Lakers and the home of world football in Southern California and LAFC. It's ESPN LA 710.